Hello, my name is Jordan. At the age of 16, I was diagnosed with a myriad of mental health challenges. I've spent thousands of hours with psychiatrists, therapists, doctors, counselors, and many, many more other mental health professionals. And with that, of course, comes with uh, me trying just about every combination of medication that exists. I've studied dozens of self-help regimes, practices, and techniques, and implement them to the best of my ability in my daily life. The psyche of the modern man has been shaped to turn a blind eye to mental health, introspection, and physical health. Dozens of statistics and studies show very hard, concrete evidence of this trend. It's time for that to change. We will be focusing on a wide range of topics from money to intimacy issues, anger to pleasure, self-talk to charity, and many, many more. I welcome any and all listeners to join us, whether you are a man, woman, or non-binary individual. Listen, I understand that men have dominated just about every facet of life for thousands of years, but an awakening is beginning to occur in men and culture. With this awakening, men now more than ever need patience and help to undo thousands of years of conditioning so that we can make this world a safer, kinder, and more loving place to live for everyone. Now let's get to the topic at hand this week, which is basically why dating sucks and why you hate it. Here's a quick study. In 2019, the Pew Research Center conducted a study of 5,000 single Americans from around the nation, uh, and it was with those who identify as heterosexual and lesbian, gay, bisexual. And what they found was that of the 15% of American adults who are both single and are looking for uh, committed relationships or casual dates, most say that they are dissatisfied with their dating lives and that it's been difficult for people to find dates. 67% of those American adults reported that their dating was not going well. And 75% of that same population found it somewhat to very difficult to even find people to date. I want to preface this episode with two things. One, I am not giving dating advice. And that's going to sound kind of confusing because I literally was like, yeah, there's an episode about dating. What we will be discussing are things that can be applied to all facets of your life, including dating. There is no Spanish fly or perfect pickup line. There is no cologne or style of clothes that you can wear. There's nothing that is 100% foolproof. And if a pickup artist tells you there is and he sees results, it's probably because he attracts a, a specific type of person. Everyone is wildly different, which is the beautiful part. 
You will not succeed in every attempt, and that's for the best. You will succeed when you two are compatible on some level. We've uh, discussed rejection and confidence in past episodes, and you should take a listen to them. All right, number two, I am a heterosexual man. This means my knowledge of dating is limited to that sphere. I will emphasize that what I will be sharing can be applied across all of your life, from work to professional relationships, from romantic to family relationships. And the study that I will be referring to quite a, uh, quite a bit by the Pew Research Center, um, although it includes the LGBTQ plus community um, and contains pages and pages dedicated to that population, I, and I encourage you to look at the study that was cited. It's, it's beautiful, and that's in the uh, episode description. I will be only focusing on my experiences and the statistics that relate to straight men. Why am I only focused on heterosexual men or being a heterosexual man? I'm interested in women. That kind of sounded interesting. (laughs) Well, it's not my place to speak anywhere else. Right. I I am a straight man. I hope in the future to bring on a guest who can shed more light on this topic on behalf of that community. But until then, let's begin. All right. Dating is scary and nerve wracking. You're very vulnerable. You know, you're putting yourself out there. Trust me, I know I returned to the dating scene after an eight year relationship. I was 24 the last time I was dating. Now I'm almost 33. Obama was still president the last time I was single. And the dating landscape has changed dramatically. That same study from the Pew Research Center found that overall, 47% of Americans say dating now is harder than it was 10 years ago. 19% say it's actually easier, and 33% say it's about the same. For me, I would argue that dating apps uh, that we have access to nowadays are incredible tools. Uh, For starters, the girl at the bar or the gym or in your yoga class more than likely is not out cruising for dudes. That's not to say that she isn't or will never be interested in you. It's just more to say that men and women typically diverge when it comes to what they are after and when they are after it and where they are after it. But with these dating apps, we're kind of able to cut through that ambiguity and we're both able to know that both parties are looking to spend time with one another in some fashion. And that can range from just looking for buddies to serious relationships. Listen to this divergence between men and women. Pew found, that same study I've been referencing, when those who say dating has become harder for most people in the last 10 years... Women are twice as likely as men to cite increased emotional and physical risk or fear. Whereas men are more likely than women to say that technology is the reason that dating has gotten harder. Think about that for a second. 
Men say that it's the apps, the technology is to blame, whereas women say it's the behavior of men. So who's right? Well, both are, and not for the reason you may be thinking of. From that study, 60% of female who are online dating users uh, between the ages of 18 and 34 say someone on a dating site or app continued to contact them after they said they were not interested, while a similar share of 57% reported being sent sexually explicit messages or images they didn't ask for. So that technology that men are saying is to blame is the problem because the behavior of a lot of men is fucking creepy. Modern technology and dating has just shined a light on and provided a platform for fucking creeps, assholes, and, well, criminals. These apps have empowered women to have a receipt when someone is being fucking disgusting, but it's also empowered some men to use it as a tool to be vile. No wonder everyone hates dating. Women are always on the defensive, and for good reason, and respectful, honest, and good men are battling against creeps. Here's the hard part, and the honestly the easiest part, is the only way that we can make a change to this whole scene is that as men, we need to call out that type of toxic behavior in other men. I say this at the end of every episode. This is all on us. This is on men. I've ended friendships with men that I found did vile things. It's all of our duties to try and correct this problem for the betterment of the mental health and safety of women and to help men who are doing the right thing. So what is it that a lot of people hate about these dates? Well, I think we hate when expectations aren't met. Oftentimes, the things that make us most uncomfortable are the things that we have set expectations for that don't scale with reality when they come to pass. Basically, if we don't set expectations, we can't fail. If you're going into a date and you place the threshold of what a good date is going to be or look like, and that threshold is, I'm buying her dinner and drinks, so... I better get a kiss or play around or get laid. What you're thinking of is a sex worker who you exchange money uh, for sex with, not someone to enjoy your time with and have fun with and learn about and laugh and enjoy a meal with. You're thinking of a prostitute. If you go into a date and you place the threshold of uh, if she doesn't automatically fall in love with me, the date was a failure and it sucked. You're thinking of a garbage rom-com from 2006 that does not match reality. These outcomes, they are possible and they do happen, but they cannot be your expectation or a threshold of how good the date was. Dating is exhausting. It's like having another full-time job. But 
why are you dating? Are you dating to find a partner, to just have sex? It's imperative to know what you're looking for and 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 what your date is looking for. Now, this isn't to say that you can't be open or flexible to new experiences, but it's unfair if you both are looking for two totally different things. Someone is going to get hurt. Anecdote time. I I went on a date recently uh, with a woman, and she was in an open relationship. I knew she was. She was very honest about it, um, and I was willing to go see what it was all about. We spent a few hours together really hitting it off and flirting and joking and having fun um, until she said, hey, my partner's going to swing by to hang out with us and very little warning. But, you know, that's cool. He was an awesome dude, and I truly enjoyed both of his and her company and had a great time. But I knew at that point that this kind of relationship wasn't something I was interested in. And I've spoken uh, in the past about the power of saying yes and the power of saying no. Be willing to say no, politely bowing out if you don't dig a situation, but also be willing to say yes to new experiences. Okay, so you matched up on a dating app or some friends hooked you up and you're going out. So... How do you, quote-unquote, have a successful date? First, this one is a no-questions-asked must-do for any and all interactions in dating and really in life in general when you're spending time with others. You need to ensure that the individual you're going on the date with and spending time with feels safe, feels respected, and feels comfortable. According to that same Pew Research study that I've been referencing, most women who are currently single and looking to date, 65% say they have experienced at least one of six of the harassing behaviors that they asked about in the survey from someone they've been on a date with. 65%. Imagine if six out of 10 times you're crossing the road, you get hit by a car, (laughs) right? Like, why, why would you want to go on dates? Why would you want to cross the road? It's your duty to understand that going out with a stranger from a woman's perspective, and I'm not a woman, but from what I read and spoken to women, it's a very different and scary situation. As a man, I get butterflies and hope we hit it off. But I've had multiple dates where the woman has friends checking in on them. And if we move locations, they tell their friend. This is a whole new level. This isn't nervousness. This is being prepared for the possibility of being hurt or being in danger. Okay, so we make sure that the person we're out with feels safe and respected and comfortable. Second. Your only goal when going on a date should be to have non-romantic fun. That's it. Don't go into it with any expectations or goals outside of looking to have fun. That means jokes and laughing and talking about passions and loves and enjoying your meal and drink 
uh, enjoying the hike you're both on or the class that you're taking, etc. Once again, it's, it's about not setting thresholds to what is success. If your goal is to get laid or be intimate and the date doesn't end that way, you're going to end up always disappointed and never having fun unless, of course, that happens. Even if both parties agree that they simply want to go out, have some drinks, dance, and have casual sex, and that's consensual, that's healthy. But things can change on a date, and you or your date's desires to move forward can change. And that's very possible and healthy. But if your goal is to simply have fun and laugh and have a good meal and you work towards that, you will always be successful. Even if that fun is simply getting a good story out of it. Now remember, this isn't selfish fun. You shouldn't be having fun at the expense of whoever you're spending time with. You want Anyone that you're spending time with, your date or your friends or your siblings, because like I said, this is about all facets of life, to enjoy themselves. You need to put in the work to try and make that happen within reason, of course. All right, so that was the second thing. Your only goal is to go in and have some fun. Third, be honest And try and learn something about someone and yourself. Byron Katie, an American uh, speaker and author who teaches a method of self-inquiry known as The Work, once said, everyone is a mere image of yourself. Your own thinking is coming back at you. What does that mean? Well, Put simply, you can only learn about yourself by interacting with others, which is to say you will quickly learn about who you are, what you love about yourself, and what you dislike about yourself from the discourse you have with those around you. In the article, Everyone is a Mirror on MindYourReality.com, the author, and I'm going to murder this, uh, Tania Cote? Kosos, I am so sorry. That is like my weakness. They wrote, and I've expanded in some places, that every person in your life is a mirror. What this means is that others are always reflecting parts of your consciousness back to you, allowing you to see yourself, to grow, and to change your beliefs about who you are and about other people. And when you do, your relationships and yourself will also see positive change. The qualities you most admire in others are part of your consciousness, and the same goes for the qualities you dislike. This means that if you want to change anything in relationships or yourself, you must be the change you want to see. So basically, if you don't like what the mirror reveals to you, The only way you can change the reflection of yourself is to make that change in yourself. So that's a long-winded way of saying dating is an incredible opportunity to learn about yourself, the world, and others. So the third thing was to be honest and learn something 
about others, the world, and yourself. Fourth, be passionate and be genuinely interested in who you're spending time with. Once again, this is a great opportunity to learn about the world and others and culture and arts and sports and whatever and your compatibility with this other person. Don't brag or show off or one-up, but you know what you love to do. You know how fulfilling your job is or the art that you create is, how cool the last vacation you went on was. Be excited. Show them that you give a damn about something. That lets them know, okay, this person has a desire to know more about the world and grow. They show persistence and they challenge themselves. But, and this is paramount to all this, is you want to know what they love, what their passions are, what their hopes and dreams are, what social causes they believe in. Ask them questions about what makes them tick, about what makes them laugh, what they want from life. This sounds like a no-brainer, but people love talking about what they love. And when you open that door, this is the opportunity to truly learn something, to not leave those questions on a shallow level, but dig deeper. You start with that very basic question, What do you do for a living? And they respond with, oh, I work in conservation. This is great. You come back with, with, uh, whoa, that is awesome. What I know little about conservation. What does your typical day look like? Uh, What made you want to do that? Did you go to school for that? Etc. You are trying to learn something about conservation and what they love about it. You ask, oh, you you love to travel, and they respond with, absolutely, I just got back from Canada. And you get to say, really? I've always wanted to go, or I have been. Did you see this? Did you have the pleasure of eating poutine? Basically, use these questions as jumping off points to engage with someone else and you know, kind of selfishly, learn more about the world. This person is going to teach you about uh, conservation. Another person will teach you about Canada. Someone will teach you about yoga or hiking or video games or whatever. This is your opportunity to learn. I want to stress this, though. You want to know these things. This is not a tactic. This is not a charade. You need to listen, be present, and genuinely care about what they have to say. It's pretty easy. They may say something that you both really dig and you can jump off from there. Or they may something that is a red flag for you and you learn something about your compatibility right there. So to recap all those points, to remain sane during the full-time job of dating and putting yourself out there and It's exhausting. First, it's about ensuring that everyone feels safe. Second, your goal is to have fun. You aren't there to get laid. You aren't there to fall in love. That stuff may follow. But when you aren't worried about that and you're there to have fun and laugh and be engaged, you realize that 
dating is less about beating your head against a wall and it's more about having fun and going out and enjoying your time. What's better than that? Third, be honest and try to learn something about someone else, yourself, and the world. Fourth, be passionate and share what you love. Then, take the knowledge that they have about their passions and soak it up. Learn about it. Now, this is a lot easier said than done, and especially if you have the challenge of uh, social anxiety, it's not going to be easy. But make sure you feel safe and make sure you have fun. Be honest, be willing to be vulnerable, be passionate and share what you love. It won't always work, but that's the important part is you tried. Give it a shot. With all that said, I, as always, want to thank all of you. Uh, I've been trending up, which is kind of weird. Um, It feels great. Um, I really want to thank a couple of the listeners that I have in the UK. They listen to every episode. They've uh, reached out to me on Instagram. They're awesome people, and that really means a lot. Please follow, like, and share this with others. Uh, please engage and follow me on Instagram at mailmentalhealth__podcast. Uh, spread any of the words that I've quoted or rambled on about with uh, anyone that needs to hear it. All I can continue to do is put out the best content I can, but I need your help to share those words. I already said it once during this, but I'll say it again. I say it every episode. This is on us. Let's be the best soul, body, and mind we can be. Being a man comes second. Thank you 